G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to Ukraine and developments that have accompanied the Russian invasion. The battle continues to stop the Russian conquest of Ukraine. Internationally, a war of propaganda continues to rage as posturing continues. Vladimir Voisy from Ukraine is a bishop of the Baptist Church in Venezia, population around a half a million people in Venezia. It's right in the middle regional centre of Ukraine. He leads his church in a large regional city. He works very closely with Ukraine's large Jewish community connected to Christians for Israel. And I want to make a special welcome to our studio, to Vladimir Voisy. Uh, Vladimir, welcome. Thank you. Vladimir, you're in Australia. Uh, you are visiting contacts, your network, your friends. Uh, give us some insight here into your visit and the purpose for your visit. Thank you. Uh, I visited Australia to see my family because when this war started, my family moved to Australia, and uh, for me, it's. Uh, I'm glad that my family is in safety place, and uh, it's give me strength to uh, have my ministry in Ukraine more uh, uh, effective. Now, I know some listeners, particularly the ones who are Baptists, might be thinking, really, there's bishops in the Baptist church? How do you describe the role in ministry that you have in your churches in Ukraine? Yeah, we have a new ministry since war started. We start to help refugee people. Um, a lot of people was in panic when war started, and we um, <coughs> help people with food. We help people with um, uh, their needs. Uh, we the most important bring people hope in Christ. Now, as I understand it, more than a hundred and twenty churches in your network that you're overseeing. There are pastors who have stayed in Ukraine, and they're going to continue to work with the people. Has this been a very tough journey for you over this past year? Yes, uh, it was very, very hard uh, last year, and uh, we also have a lot of difficulties, but um, by God's grace, God strengthens us because uh, a lot of Christians praying for us, and uh, we uh, help people uh, with uh, their needs to give them shelter, to give them opportunity to spend several nights during they uh, try to escape from the war zone to uh, just save their lives. And uh, uh, in the history of Ukraine, it's uh, probably uh, a unique time that a lot of Christians praying for us. So uh, God g- gave us uh, strength to do this ministry. Uh, 
I imagine everything changes when you are being invaded by a foreign power. And with displaced people, with grieving families, your church, did it become a sanctuary for people? Uh, I know that a lot of churches opened their doors and people who had no home to live in uh, went to live in churches. How has that worked with you and with your network? Yeah, churches of our uh, Baptist Union uh, uh, immediately start to accept people in church buildings in their homes. Uh, started to uh, accept people for uh, several nights f- uh, to meet their needs, to feed them, uh, to give them opportunity to take a shower, to uh, have a restroom. Uh, so it's uh, something new in our life, but um, <clears throat> uh, as from other side, uh, according to God's word, we should to do uh, to uh, help people anyway. And now it's time when uh, uh, we, uh, we just uh, started uh, help people, and uh, every church of our Baptist Union involved in this ministry. You're in Venezia, uh, about a half a million population. Has your uh, town, your city, has it been the target of uh, Russian missiles? Uh, uh, or have you been spared? Yes, uh, from the first uh, days of war, we received Russian rockets in Vinitsa town, in our town. And now every two weeks we received like 100, uh, up to 100 rockets. Sometimes it is 55, 75. And uh, some of them uh, hit uh, Vinitsa uh, uh, objects. Uh, different objects, uh, and um, it's it's very dangerous now. Uh, so uh, rockets uh, hit um, uh, some buildings in Vinitsa. Yeah, uh, your churches have they survived without damage at this point? Uh, we have TV towers that located 500 meters from our church buildings. This TV tower was hit by a Russian rocket. Uh, in uh, around two kilometers, many buildings lost their windows from air blast. But uh, by uh, God's grace and your prayers, uh, church buildings still uh, have n- no damage at all. So we are we, we just praise God for uh, His uh, protection. From now on, though, uh, coming out of the Ukrainian winter uh, into the warmer months, is there a growing fear amongst the people that you are serving that there might be an escalation of activity from the Russians, uh, a bigger threat now that things are warming up? Yes, uh, it's a big problem because <clears throat> Russian destroyed our electric, uh, electrical um, infrastructure and uh, we don't have... We, we have blackouts, we don't have electricity and heating in our houses, and um, people uh, afraid, but uh, we try to help uh, as much as possible to do candles, to uh, provide f- uh, food, uh, to uh, help people with clothes, and um, uh, uh, serve people as much as possible. I mentioned there's a connection between your church and Christians for Israel, there's a large community of Jewish people in Ukraine, and 
they've faced, as I understand it, uh, anti-Semitism even before the war, but there are all the more fears if there is a successful Russian invasion. How have how can you reflect the Jewish community and their feeling about what's happening with the Russians and the conflict? Yeah, as a Christian, we blessed um, Jewish people, and um, uh, before war started, uh, the Israel ambassador Mikhail Brodsky visited us in our uh, church and in our. Um, uh, Baptist Union, and we have conversation and agreement that we will help to Jewish people, to refugee people. And uh, when war started, a lot of uh, refugee people, including Jewish um, uh, uh, people, um, uh, was coming to our churches, and we accept them, and we gave uh, gave them opportunity to sleep in our um, uh, church building, and we feed them, and we help them to. Uh, go further to Moldova and to Israel. Oftentimes when we think of uh, the Holocaust from World War II, we're thinking of Austria and Germany. But Ukraine was one of the killing fields, you might imagine. Can you give us an insight here into just how significant it was dating back to the Second World War, and of course there are still survivors today of the Holocaust and what they might be feeling at this point. Yeah, in Ukraine, uh, it's unfortunately, uh, German soldiers also killed Jewish people, but uh, I I would say that uh, my grandparents and grandparents of my wife, they helped Jewish people to escape from German soldiers. They uh, keep Jewish um, uh, people and feed them and help them uh, in the name of our Lord and they try to uh, help um, to survive Jewish people. And so those Jewish people and their own history and recognizing their own parents and their grandparents and their great-grandparents, uh, their further fears now about how serious it will be if Russia uh, leads and takes control of Ukraine. H- how would they be feeling about that? Uh, um, it's it's difficult difficult question for me. But um, uh, we uh, in, um, uh, we help uh, Jewish people to um, uh, use opportunity to go to their um, historical land to Israel, and um, uh, we don't uh, them uh, like to, um, to stay and to have some new experience, but we would like to, to help them to go home to Israel. So that opportunity to do the Aliyah, to move to the homeland, uh, to Israel, you're involved in helping Jewish people to make that transition. There must be a dreadful fear, not only of troops coming into your town and taking over, but fear of nuclear war. Yeah. Uh, can you give us some insight at how do you feel personally and how those who are around you might be feeling under the threat that a nuclear bomb could fall? Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> difficult to uh, express our feeling, but it's... Um, from one side, it's fear, but from another side, we understand that everything in God's hand. So we, we um, um, trust to our Lord that he will um, protect us and help us. And we try to bring people hope in Christ um, because um, 
gospel give us uh, a lot of God's pro- promises that he will keep us, he will uh, protect us, and he will lead us. You've got people who are giving generously from outside of Ukraine. You're distributing thousands of food parcels, relief, aid, and churches in the 120-plus churches in your network are providing sanctuary for people who've been displaced. There's even opportunity for people who are listening to our conversation now uh, even to link in with a short-term missions trip to be able to help uh, how does that work when you've got people coming from outside into a war zone, able to help those who are in distress? Yes, uh, we help uh, those who try to es- escape from war zone, but also we have a team that <coughs> working in uh, charity organization Christian for Israel, and this team uh, take um, food and go to uh, towns and villages elsewhere and help uh, Jewish people, help uh, people who are in need. And we don't wait uh, until people will ask our help, but also we visited uh, towns and villages and uh, help those who, who really need our help. And just quickly, the way that the Ukrainian people in general are open to the gospel and whether they were before the war, I wonder if you've got a comparison. Are people open to the gospel now that they've experienced the horror of war? Uh, yes, now people more open for gospel, for um, uh, to pray to God, to ask God's protection much, much more open people now uh, because uh, now they think about uh, uh, God, about life, about purpose for their life. They are very open and very often our church is overloaded with with, um, uh, new people, not not church people. Okay, there is an overloading of people from the general community that are coming into churches because they are seeking something deeper in their lives seeking meaning, seeking purpose, seeking something that takes them beyond the horror of what's happening in war. Well, for listeners today, I know that our special guest is here in Australia, Vladimir Voicy, and uh, he'd like to make a new friend or two. And so to connect with Vladimir and with the Baptist churches as they're at work in Ukraine, let me give a Christians for Israel website address. It's also where you can find some details about missions trips that are people turning up from all over the world to be able to support communities there in Ukraine in the war zone. Here's the website, c4i.org. That's C, the number four, I, christiansforisrael.org. And you'll be able to find out a way that you can be a prayer partner. You can work out how you can make a donation or you can even lock in a short-term mission opportunity to be able to serve the people in Ukraine. Vladimir, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your heart with us on 2020. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 